What's to prevent like people? Yeah. Hello. Hello. I cannot hear you. What's to prevent people from? <laughs> Hello. Wait. Start over. Hello. Jason. Can you hear? Um. Yeah,、barely. you were breaking up. Wait. Can anyone? Yeah. Here, let me end this call and then I'll restart it. Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode sixteen. I'm Michael, as always, here with my good friend and co-host Jason. Hey, Jason. Hello. And my good friend and bystander Moy. Hi, Moy. Hi. Is there、uh, any follow-up this week? Um. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the um? The comic, the web comic. I never know how to say it. XKCD. Oh yeah, XK. Yeah, that's how I say it. I don't know. There's just a, it's a quick follow up.、Um, when we were talking about dreams last week,、uh, there is a, apparently a comic that my friend linked me to, and、uh, it's exactly the same dream that I have every single time. So I thought that was funny. So I'll post a link in the、uh, show notes. Um, which is weird, but also just a really side question, side related, not really related question. How long did it take you guys to realize if you put your mouse over the image that you would actually get like the extra comment? Oh, I didn't even realize it. Let me let me try that. Wait, are you serious? Wait, I, I didn't. I only、uh, saw it on my phone, so I wasn't able to.、Uh, oh, but like other other comments、over. from XKCD. Yeah, like every one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know mine? No, I knew. Oh. It's like Jason has never seen this comic strip before. I don't know. My friend just linked it to me, and then I just saw it on my phone. Oh, this is like the one where Moy talked about the、uh, the naked dream, and we were just like,、uh, <laughs> did not have that one. <laughs> All right, so it's been a week since the Apple Watch has been officially acknowledged in further detail. I'm more excited than ever. And Jason, are you sleeping well now? Yeah, sleeping pretty well. Well, one question that I have for Mike: Well, which size are you going to get? I think I'm going to get the 42 millimeter. Forty-two millimeter. Did you like do with that?、Uh, there was like a link going around with like a PDF, so you can print out the、uh, the full size and then kind of compare it on your wrist. I didn't print out the PDF, but I did use the Apple Store app. Yeah, they have an image like an actual size image in the Apple Store app, but that's that's a little difficult to tell because you can't like see through the phone, right? Yeah. That's true.、Um, you cannot see through the phone, but <laughs> but in the in the iPhone Seven, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it still gives you a good idea. Um, it'll probably be still smaller than the watch that I have. So, I mean, I think bigger is better. Oh, you tend to get big, bigger watches in general.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, based on that, on the app, I think that I could go get away with a thirty-eight millimeter. You should just get the same one that I get, so we can share bands. <laughs> well, wouldn't we be able to share? They, the bands come with two, right? Only like the only the initial. Yeah, and then you have to buy like one on one one each.、Mm-hmm. Do you plan on getting multiple bands? Yeah, I definitely want to get one to use. You know, at work, and then one to use while, like, maybe have one that I could use、um, as like a going out one. Like, the, you think the sport one just wouldn't cut it? Like, people would be like, "What are you trying to? Yeah, are you trying just, to fool with the sport watch or the、yeah. sport band?" I mean, I probably wouldn't wear it、um, unless it became you know that integrated into my life that quickly.、Um, but I, I'm really interested in that Milanese loop. Really, I think that one looks pretty nice. I think that one looks like the worst, personally. But everyone that I've seen that like that's actually seen it in the event was like very impressed by that one.、Uh, so I don't know if my style is just off, but like、uh, that probably. one, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs>、um, no, which ones do you like?、Um, I don't I mean, like the links,、uh, the stainless steel links. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't get that one because it's too expensive, but um, I, I probably am just going to get the uh, the sport one with the uh, sport band. Yeah. Um, so that would be $399. Yeah, $349, $399. You're like officially getting one. I'm leaning towards it, yeah. Wow. This yeah. Is, it's this like is new. breaking news. I, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of just been like inevitable, right? Like I always say like, oh, I'm not going to get it. But then like I always end up getting it anyway. So no, I didn't know why, why you, I fool so. myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, now <laughs> maybe, you know. Maybe Mike's not surprised, but you put a lot yeah. of effort into like being so super critical about the Apple Watch. It's like breaking down everything about it in the most negative way. No, well, so I still don't think that it's that good, but I'm just not very good with my money, and so I'll end up spending it anyway, right? It's not because I've, like, convinced myself that this thing is amazing. I just, um, it's kind of expensive, but it's not, like, super expensive. And if I get, if I actually do use it every day of my life for the next year, like, I kind of rationalize it that way. Like Less it, than a dollar a day. I've heard someone, <laughs> yeah, I heard someone rationalize it that way, and, uh, I mean, it's not true if I buy the three ninety nine one, but, like... You know, Slightly more than a dollar a day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can definitely come up with ways to rationalize it that, All right, that so make me feel yeah. What are some examples that you've heard that made you convinced that maybe this was would be a smart purchase? So, I mean, more than that, I feel like I think that this is obviously like a... a He's like, like it's a, not about the examples. It's just more... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like this one is like a sign of things to come, right? So like this one's obviously like uh, like the very first, like the new MacBook that they announced, right? Like it's like a new form factor. And there are certain things about it that you can criticize and, you know, it doesn't do this, doesn't do that. Um, but I'm kind of like all bought in on like the future of the Apple Watch, right? And so I was listening to uh, like the talk show with John Gruber. Mm-hmm. And he comes up with like some examples of like things that... Um, I think that like, let's see, his example was like, you can use like the force touch um, or what do they call it? Digital touch. Is that's when like you can send a touch to someone else through their watch. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds very invasive. <laughs> force touch them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one, that one I think is called the digital touch. Hey, did you get my touch? And you're like, no. I force touched you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, his example was like picking up his kids from school, right? So if his kid has an Apple Watch and he has an Apple Watch and he gets to school, um, you can communicate a lot of things through just like a touch. And it's supposed to feel like a gent- like a, a gentle tap on the wrist, not like a, a vibration like your phone will vibrate or, or things like that. Um, so it's supposed to be like a pretty subtle but noticeable and nice feeling. Um, <laughs> and you can... <laughs> Well, that's what that's he says. What I don't know, but every like every child molester says. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, he can get to school and just like send his kid a message and say like, "Look, I'm here," and he doesn't have to like type anything. He doesn't have to say anything. He just you know, it's really quick. It's kind of like context sensitive, right? Right. Like it's three twenty or whatever, so it would be the time that he would be outside, and he just sends him like a little tap. And that must mean, oh, dad's outside. Right. And because it's on his watch, sometimes like, you know, if your phone's in your pocket or you're not holding it, like you might miss a notification. And like 10 minutes later, you check your phone. You're like, oh, crap. I, you know, they've been waiting. But like, I feel like you would do that less with a watch because it's on you. Right. Do you think once you start wearing it enough um, and then like, let's say you just put on like the a regular phantom, watch, uh, yeah, you'll, uh, you'll feel like phantom like touches. I mean, I've never felt the uh, more so the pleasant uh, the pleasant touch of the digital touch, Mike. So I'm not sure, but um, I mean, I, I, well, maybe. So this guy's gonna buy an Apple Watch for his kids. I mean, that's kind of annoying. Really? But what, why? Because you think it's like a, like a douchebaggy thing to do? 
A little. Like, it's like Well, that would mean he needs an iPhone too. Yeah. So it's like, oh here's a new iPhone and and here's an Apple oh. Watch so I can tell you what I'm gonna touch you when you when I have to pick you up. And it's <laughs> like remember the good old days you would just wait in the driveway. Or just honk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. happened, you'd call the principal's office and they would pass along a message to your kid. Instead, it's I like, was always the last one at school, like, to be picked up. That's sad. It was always, like, me and some other kid. And we would all just wait because, like, you know, our parents would never pick us up on time. Do you want to That's for another podcast. I no, know. I no. feel like I just <laughs> Left <be> behind. <laughs> left for dead. Yep. My mom forgot to pick me up once and it was because it was, like, our grad our graduation night party and like everyone's moms picked the kids the girls up you know the next morning and my mom just was like didn't show up and i called her and i'm like where are you just like oh yeah and i'm like what do you mean oh yeah like i'm not home like i'm still your <laughs> responsibility what do you think i was gonna do like walk home <laughs> and i will never let her forget it but if i had an apple watch yeah well so i do think like i heard some criticisms about that where some guy was like you know, the Apple Watch is going to be the new status symbol. In order to be cool, you need to have like an iPhone, and now you need to have an Apple Watch and all that stuff. And so, I mean, I definitely can see that. Um, that said, I mean, I, I've spoken to like you know relatives of mine who are you know say eight or nine years old, and they have iPhones, or like people, like some of their people, some of their friends are like, oh, they have iPhones, right? So like it, they get cell phones really early now. Like I didn't get my first cell phone until I was a freshman in college. Yeah, same here. Wow, I had one in high school, guys. Well, you're also kind of younger than us, so it was by like by one year, by like one yeah. year, <laughs> totally different time, Mike. Yeah, yeah, different era. You don't understand? Yeah. Well, but so one thing that I tried to explain last week, but I, after listening to the podcast, I realized I didn't do a very good job of doing was um. So I mean, here's I kinda, why I want to buy the Apple Watch after not wanting to buy it. No, like, so my whole thing is that, like, this seems like a really personal device that you can use as, like, a form of ID, right? And to that effect, I feel like if they get cheaper or if Apple releases, like, a, like a low-scale, like, a kid's version of it, kids can use it as an ID, too, right, for, like, the, the digital touch that we were talking about. But they can also use it as, like, a digital wallet, so you can kind of, like give them money without having to give them cash, right? And then they can kind of just go to like the vending machine and buy some soda or buy buy chips or whatever it is they buy. Or they can go to a store and pay for certain things. Right. And you don't need to give them a credit card. You don't need to give them cash. You don't need to worry about them getting mugged or, or something like that, right? Um, well do you think people maybe not getting mugged like stealing the amount of stuff in your wallet or in your watch, but I was worried. Do you think that, you know, they said that thefts of iPhones have decreased now that Apple has, you know, made it harder to activate like a lock, stolen right? phone. Yeah. Um, but do you think there's going to be something in place for Apple Watches or do you think they're also they're going to be like a hot ticket item for for guys to like kind of run by and take your watch? Oh, and maybe it's tied to like a phone. Is there a Find My Apple Watch app? Yeah, maybe it's tied to your phone and then like kind of like activation lock. And so like in order to pair it with another phone, you need to first like deauthenticate the first phone or something like that. So if someone just steals it from you. But I would imagine it's a little harder to just, I mean, they're not going to rip and run, right? Like, they have to actually have you, like, hold you up at gunpoint and say, give me your watch, right? Yeah, I guess I shouldn't get the Milanese loop. Maybe that was too easy to, <laughs> like, take off. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think, like, just the comparisons that I, you see a lot these days are, like, to, uh, like, the Disney Magic Band. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like if you have one for the kids and the kids can pay for things and then maybe in the future if they have GPS, you can kind of track your kids or make sure, you know, that... I don't know. It can do some context aware things that you necessarily you might not be able to do with a phone, um, and maybe it could be lower cost too. 
Uh, Moy, are you familiar with the Magic Band? Yeah, um, I think I one of my coworkers had one or got to try one out at Disneyland or something, and he was Instagramming it, and I was so confused, but I thought it was pretty cool. But I know people were worried about the privacy thing, right? It was basically tracking wherever you went. I guess in Disneyland, but who cares? Yeah, yeah, I, I know that's true though. Like, I wouldn't care in Disneyland if you you wear this thing for like three days while you're in Disneyland and it makes your life easier while you're at Disneyland. They're like, this guy really likes the bathroom. <laughs> but but like, um, I, there are legit privacy concerns if like Apple made this right and it was like real world and Apple is tracking where you are all the time and like on the one hand. It's like, yeah, it's maybe it's making your life easier, but on the other hand, like, where's all this information going, right? But that's the thing is, don't you think that Apple won't be tracking you compared to, like, you know, Google? Oh, Google? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, if you had to trust one hardware manufacturer, yeah, I would, probably I would trust Apple. Apple. Right. Remember when they, the iPhones were tracking you wherever you went and they finally had to get rid of that? Yeah, I think I remember that. There yeah. was It was like holding a bunch of uh, location data in your maps yeah. or something like that. And you could see yeah. where you'd been. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely definitely some privacy issues, I guess, that need to be worked out. I do trust Apple more than any other company, but I, I just think that, like, the, for me personally, the appeal of, like, um, like walking into a room and then, like, having it play, you know, my radio stations or, or things like that, or, like, having the thermostat set to, like, my temperature, the one that I prefer, things like that, like, customized for me uh, on something that I'm wearing all the time, that seems pretty cool to me. And I don't know that that's there. You know, that probably won't happen in the next year or two, but like, I don't see why that wouldn't happen in the next five, 10 years, right? Yeah, I think that's definitely something that can happen. And um, I didn't post this, so I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. But did you see the uh, the My ID? No, what's that? Um, it's an app that uh, was released for iOS that basically uses um, like Bluetooth LE to unlock your phone. I mean, unlock your computers with your phone. Oh, Karen had one of those things. It it, it was like a, another app called Knock. Oh, and yeah, think, something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but this one, I, it just came out. I'll link to it uh, in the show notes. But it's gotten good reviews. You can, like, control, like, your, um, you know, like, iTunes and Spotify and stuff from it. You can, like, copy and paste from your iPhone and copy the clipboard over. Um, but, I mean, I just see that as something, you know, that the Apple Watch will eventually be able to do. You know, I think we maybe had spoken about this before. Yeah, there's some security risks, obviously, like, you know, if someone steals your watch. But, I mean, I think the but Apple... But if they do the same thing, where if it's off your... Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that there's, like, some, you know, that's there's some interesting things that they can do here. And so that's what, looking, like, long-term, yeah. I'm pretty excited yeah, about Yeah, definitely that not stuff. this Apple Watch, but... Yeah, I'm just getting this one because, like, uh, you know, I'm just uh, clearly a fan and... <laughs> I just want to try it out because, like, you know, I don't know. I'd always be asking people, like, how is it? How is that? Like, I might as well just buy one, right? Yeah. But, um, but long term, I think that there's like some good potential here. So, do you think a lot of the Android fans are real upset about the Apple Watch because of the Android Wear stuff? I think that, you know, they'll both make each other better, like Android and iOS have been doing. But there's always that like rivalry, right? Where it's like Android's been doing it first. And it's like, of course, yeah, like with Notification Center for, you know, like for iOS came pretty late and that stuff is always, it's nice to have, but there are things that iOS does first that Android will take. And it's, it's nice because, you know, I think it just pushes, pushes smartware forward. Is that a thing? Smartware. Yeah. Wearable tech. Yeah. There's also a rumor that uh, Android wear is going to support iOS and they might announce that this summer. So that would be interesting. I mean, I, I won't, it won't be native obviously. And so 
the Apple Watch will always be able to do a little bit more than any third-party watch can do. Yeah. But uh, it might be interesting because if you have Google Now, say, uh, and you have an iPhone and I get to use Google Now notifications on my watch, that could be pretty cool. Like if I had a Moto 360. Like I never even knew that Android Wear existed. (laughs) Like that's how. (laughs) And I feel like they need to do a better PR job because if that's not even – out. If it's already out there and people are using it, or I guess people aren't using it, it's just like they need to it's get. It's definitely that. been out there. It's been out there for like you know over a year now. But I would say that no one's there there. haven't been right. Nobody's really using it other than maybe the Moto 360. But like I don't even see any of those around. So I uh, I actually went to the Apple Store the other day and I tried out the new Force Touch trackpad. Oh, what'd you think? Uh, so I actually went twice, and the first time I actually hated it. What? Uh, I, yeah, I did not like it at all. And I was like... Just like the Apple Watch. Yeah. But, but then everyone that talked about it, like everyone that's tried it, like if you look at um, like The Verge has some impressions and they're like, this thing is amazing. And everyone that talks about it on podcasts talks about how awesome it is. Yeah. I don't think I've heard one opinion where <laughs> they haven't liked it. I hate it. Well, Except now. It was like, it was very tricky for me to like... Okay, so... The tech behind it, right, is like there's no moving parts or pretty much virtually no moving parts. And you can kind of just tap it and it feels like you're clicking. Um, that is great. Like, that's pretty cool. I just feel like um, there's a way to adjust. So if you push it down to like a certain amount of pressure, it will register like a, a quote unquote click, right? And you'll feel it and there's like the haptic feedback. And it feels like a click? It does feel like a click for sure. Like, it, I never think like, oh, this is like just not moving, right? Um, and then like, if you push a little harder, um, you'll feel a second click and then that will be the force touch like gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can, uh, like adjust in software, how hard you need to push for that second click to register. So there's like soft, medium and hard, I think. And I messed around with all of them and it, it, I just didn't, maybe it's like a, a learning curve, but I didn't get the sense like I really knew, like I need to press this hard for the uh like the force click force touch versus like the regular touch right mm-hmm. so sometimes i do the wrong thing or sometimes I, I don't know it was a little strange um but it could be learning curve so the second time i went i actually thought it was better so i mean maybe, maybe it is a learning curve yeah I, I could see i could see that it would take a little while to get used to the, i did try one thing was a scrubbing like the the pressure sensitive scrubbing i just don't see i think that's like a gimmick uh, it's really cool in concept, and it's one of those things that you're like, wow, that's so cool. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, I need to go 5x. Let me just press this hard to get 5x. Because, like, some, you'll just go to, like, 30x real quick, right? And then you'll, like, pass it. And then you go back. And then, you like, it's so much easier to just tap the button two times for it to be 5x versus 30x. Just right? so you have a constant... Like rate so you know exactly what you're doing, yeah. right? And you're not like, oh, pressing too little. I got to press a little harder, and then you you overshoot it, and then like it, it just seems just too imprecise to me. If you let go, does it drop down in speed? I probably will. I actually tried that, but um, I would imagine it does, right? So it's like a, a something that demos really good in like a video. You're like, wow, that's really amazing. But like, if you actually did it, like, I just don't imagine everyone using that as their like method of scrubbing. It's probably something that you have to get used to, though, and we'll probably find it useful. Or maybe yeah. if you're like an editor or something, and and you get really good at it. Did you try the keyboard? No, the keyboard is the same because it's so basically like um, they added the Force Touch trackpad to the 13 inch Retina MacBook Pro, but oh, they didn't just change so you the keyboard. 
Yeah. So I went in and tried the the new Redmi MacBook Pros. So you went to the Apple Store twice and didn't buy anything. Nope. That's impressive. I'm waiting for the Apple Watch. <laughs> you can have it for Will's wedding. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of weddings, we were just talking about that that the selfie stick is over because there's a new gimmick for photography on the horizon. Yeah. So Intel apparently held like this. Um, it was some kind of like competition and the winners were like these guys that developed this um it's like a drone right and it wraps around so it's like a little bit like the wings are flexible and it wraps around your wrist and then you can have it like detach and fly up and then i don't know fly say five ten feet away and then take a picture of you and then fly back i saw this video and it i mean it looks ridiculous on your wrist but the idea is it looks so cool like, I wouldn't be doing anything extreme, like rock climbing and then sending it out to take a picture of me. The photos look cool, or the, like the fact that you have this drone flying around taking pictures of you looks cool? Yeah, the fact that, like, this drone is, like, your personal photographer. <laughs> it's like, take a picture of me, drone, and it, like, flies out. And... Oh, my God. What if, like, the paparazzi were all replaced by drones? I would, yeah, I would love to be famous. <laughs> Have all these drones flying around me? But I was telling you guys, I feel like I've seen a lot of wedding photographers actually use drones in their photography to actually create not photos, but like those cool wedding videos and stuff. And they do look really nice. Yeah, that's cool. Because like if you can get up in the air, I'm sure you don't have like all the people that are sticking their hands and cell phones out and blocking your shots and things like that, right? Yeah, and I've been noticing that a lot of... Um, TV shows and documentaries are just putting their cameras on drones and just using that to create some really cool shots, which I think is really... I mean, I could watch those GoPro videos, like, all the time. You know, just, like, flying around. So are drone videos, like, the new time-lapse videos? Like, there was a time when everyone was making time-lapse videos and there were just, like, a bunch of them all over. Oh, like, through hyperlapse? Yeah, or, like, hyperlapse videos, things like that. I used to think those were so cool, and then, like, my attention span for those, I just, like, skip around, like, two different scenes, and then I just end it, like, in 10 seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it just takes too long. I don't need to listen to, like, I don't need to watch five minutes of time lapse, right? So I just, like, take, yeah. a, take a look at a couple of the scenes that he's at, and I'm like, okay, like, I, I got it. That's why I like the hyperlapse, because it was, you're limited to, what, like, 10 seconds, 13 seconds? Yeah, At the same time, like, it gets to the point where people just start hyperlapsing, like, the dumbest things. You're like, why am I watching this? <laughs> I'm going to hyperlapse my walk with Mimi tonight. Okay. That actually would be fun. No, it's going to be really dark. You can't see anything. We'll bring a flash. We're a headlamp. <laughs> and then zoom in on when she poops. <laughs> <laughs> um. So follow up with the Game of Thrones book. What's going on? With that guy, whatever his name is. Yeah, well, you can go ahead. R.R. Martin. <laughs> or whatever. Well, he finally um, released, it. he just made an announcement, right? That, like, he was canceling some Comic-Con appearances because there's a chance that the Winds of Winter may be out. So, of course, everyone freaked out. Did that include you? Uh, no. Because I actually, I, I and I released this list of, like, the things that are, that got dropped from the show for a really good reason. And reading it was exactly like why I didn't like the book. So now I'm not, I'm like, I'm over it. I'm like, just, there's so many things in the books that are just bad that I'm like, if you want to finish the second and last book, go ahead. So you're not going to read the book? No, I will. What's up? I'm not oh, like. So you're it's like me and the Apple Watch. For it. You're just <laughs> hating on it. And then you're actually just going to read it when it comes out anyway. 
Yeah, but I'm not going to spend $395 on the book. Oh, that's true. Or maybe $349. <laughs> maybe I'll check it out in the library. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably like the same thing. <laughs> I thought the weirdest thing was that he was still using live journal. Which, yeah, it is pretty funny. But maybe he's like an old man, right? It's hard to change habits. Yeah, but Mike was saying that's like as if he was like posting his announcements on Zanga. Like, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I could give him e-props. <laughs> <laughs> is Zanga still around? Uh, actually, I think Zanga shut down. What? But they were, I mean, it was recently. It was maybe within the past like couple of years. Not like 10 years ago when everyone stopped using it. I didn't export all of my posts. Yeah, I think they gave you like an email and they were like, you have to export them by this date or something like that. I did not get that email. I never got that email. Yeah. I think so. I'm not sure. Well, we can check. Let me Let me go. Oh, wait, Zanga 2.0 is here. What the? There you go. Good thing I bought that lifetime subscription. It's, it's like bonkers. <laughs> we're back. We're all, we're moving everything over to Zanga. <laughs> the new medium, Zanga. Follow us at zanga.com slash for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was already taken? How mad would you be? I'll be pretty upset. <laughs> I don't even remember yours. I don't even remember my Zanga name. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find those. What's next? Walking, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Wait, so I, I've been playing the uh, Telltale game? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Moy, have you played them? Um, No, but I watched the first season. Oh, you watched the whole first season? Yeah. So, like, starting from episode two, it just gets, like, really crazy, I feel like. I don't know if we should spoil it here, but, like, in episode two, like... Okay, I'm just going to spoil it. But in episode two, they, like, eat human in the game. Which I guess I do with the TV show too, but like I just was not expecting that in the game. So you just spoiled both the game and the TV show. <laughs> well, too bad. <laughs> we should just name our podcast Spoiler Alert. Although that's probably taken. Oh, that would be a good idea that we just spoil everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you guys getting sick of Walking Dead stuff? Because like, I guess there's a new game coming out. I'm excited about the new game because it's, I guess um, Kirkman was saying that it's going to be like Payday. And I've really enjoyed playing Payday. Payday is basically where you get, you have like three other friends and then you work on like robbing banks and stuff. Is it a first person shooter? Yeah, it's like first person, but it's a little tactical. Like you want to, you have like guys with different skills. So you can have guys like um, disable cameras and um, you have guys that are like good at blowing things up and like sneaking around and guys that are good at shooting people when things go crazy. So it's fun. And I think, you know, a game like that in the Walking Dead universe will be fun. Yeah. No, I mean, that could be fun for sure. What's interesting is I feel like the reason why that um, the show is so popular with guys is that it's they say, like, it feels like they're actually watching a first-person shooter game on TV. So maybe that's why it would make sense. A first-person shooter where they just keep going for supplies and then they're like, oh, my God, like, yeah. they're zombies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but wasn't isn't that Left 4 Dead? I mean, don't you guys think there's so many zombie games out there? Like, do you really need another one? Well, also there's like the the new spinoff or you know the spinoff series that's not a prequel, but it kind of is a prequel, right? So there's like going to be two Walking Dead TV shows. They've already, I think, signed it for two seasons, right? There's like multiple games coming out. Like, I don't know. It might be too much. Yeah, and it's also like, is the world really that? In I mean. I'm, I was trying to, I was reading those articles and I was just thinking, what is so cool about this world except for the fact that there's just zombies? 
I mean, is that what makes it cool? Yeah. You know, like, I guess so. I mean, it's it's definitely cool seeing like the special effects. I think that you know the effects are done pretty well for like a television show. Um, but you know, you're you get like invested in these characters, and you kind of hope that you know they reach some kind of resolution. But at this point, with them like you know doing as well as they are, it just seems like it's just gonna maybe run into the same problem as Lost, and just just kind of keep going with no real endpoint in sight. How old is the baby in the show? That's what I stress, stresses me out. <laughs> the baby would be like dead, but there's always formula. Like they always find enough <laughs> diapers or something. Yeah, that's true. Well, so speaking of Lost, the uh, in the latest episode. Well, I haven't seen the latest episode, but like in the past few episodes, there's a new character, Lost? right? No, no, no. Of, of Walking Dead. Oh, I was like, you know, that show's over. <laughs> we got to go back. Uh, <laughs> there's that new character that came up. And um, I, I don't know what happened in the last episode, so maybe they reveal it. But, like, he reminds me of, like, uh, like a Benjamin Linus from Lost. Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, comes off and he seems like a really nice guy and, like, a little weak and, you know, whatever. But, like, is it just a trap? Is he, like, actually just a diabolical guy? Like, I, I don't know. But it reminded me of, like, Ben Linus. Wasn't that the governor in the last season, though? Um, I don't remember the beginning of the governor storyline. But when this guy just walks up and he's just like, hey, guys, like, I have good news. And you're like, oh, who is this guy? Like, is he evil? And I don't know. I thought that was, like, pretty interesting. I definitely got a Ben Linus vibe from him. Yeah, I wonder if that's what they were, like, trying to go for or if that's actually from the comic books. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, let me know how it goes because I will not be watching. <laughs> okay. Will do. Any other shows you guys want to talk about? Or do you want to just go straight to Nintendo? Because I know that's what Mike is waiting for. Well, I do want to talk about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and The Jinx, but I think we're not all at a place where we can talk about it. So everyone's homework this week, including listeners, is to get through The Jinx and Unbreakable Kimmy (laughs) Schmidt. So The Jinx is on HBO. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is on on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Done. All right. Got it. So that'll be next week. We will do that if you come up with your names, name ideas, just saying. Because we, I just want to say, we had homework for this week and Mike did not do it. Oh, that's true. We might as well just talk about that. I mean, we can talk about it briefly, but basically we're thinking about possibly splitting up the podcast into two different podcasts. One that's more techie and then the other one just maybe everything else. I guess we haven't really thought this through too well. But that, but that was the good idea. Good thing we're bringing it up yeah, now. Good thing, good thing we're live. Yeah, can you edit this part out because it's clearly not thought out. No, it takes too long. Out. This is all staying in. Yeah. But just a heads up. So there's some changes that might be coming up. We're, we would have a better idea if Mike had done his homework. So This is true. Right. So Good job, Mike. I mean, you did it. You, you <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> Bad job. You didn't do it. Um. Okay, so tell me why you're excited about Nintendo. Well, I just want Nintendo to survive. Well, not just survive, I want Nintendo to thrive. But it is, isn't it? Like, with kids? Their system, like the Wii U, is selling pretty horribly. I think they've only sold 10 million units in, like, the console's lifetime, which is pretty bad. Um, It's definitely, like, third place to, you know, PS4 and Xbox One this generation. And, I mean, the only reason the Wii sold so much was because of Wii Sports. Like, other than that, you know, everyone started cashing in on those, like, party games. But none of the games besides 
like the first party titles were, you know, very good. And I feel like that's, that's trend on every console that Nintendo releases. It's always a little bit underpowered compared to what everyone else is doing. And it's always like third party publishers would rather not port their games to a Nintendo console because the, like the user base mostly will buy a Nintendo game anyways, like a first party game rather than a third party game. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's kind of tough because when people don't buy, you know, third party games, developers don't want to make games, but you need to make like good third party games to have people buy your games. Right. So it's kind of like a chicken and the egg problem. But, you know, I do want Nintendo to do well. I always liked Nintendo as a company. It was my first, like the NES was like my first console. And then, you know, from then on, I was kind of like a, a Nintendo fanboy all the way. I, you know, got the SNES and then N64, Game Boy, even the Virtual Boy. I bought the Virtual Boy. So <laughs> you really have one of those? Yeah. Do you still have it? Yeah, it's at home. I Is have that the it. one that would give you like a migraine? Mm, yeah, it's it was, <laughs> it's supposed to. It didn't give me a migraine. I feel like I remember <laughs> when they came out and they were like, "Do not use this while you're crossing the street," because it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really, like you have to. I don't know. That seemed kind of silly at the time. I mean, it had like it has like a little stand, so I don't even know. You would just have to like hold it up, yeah, while you're holding the controller. And look, you couldn't like strap it onto your head. But like it like totally encapsulates your face, right? Like you can't look out of it once you are looking in it, right? Yeah, yeah, you're just... It's like binoculars, right? Or like... Well, binoculars, you look outside. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay, so what's Nintendo's big... What was their big news this week? Okay, so their big news was that uh, they entered into a partnership with, I think, a Japanese mobile game developer, DNA, and they did, like, a... I think they both have an ownership stake in each other now. Oh, wow. Um, And they're going to start making... um, games for mobile devices that are specific to that like mobile device experience. So it, that means it'll probably have touch controls versus hardware-based controls. So everyone was thinking maybe that Nintendo would maybe release like a controller to go along with their games and, you know, like releasing... A, like a watch? Yeah, like Ninten- a watch. Or... Nintendo watch. And <laughs> <laughs> it will gently touch you or caress you when it's your turn... <laughs> To play the game or something. Yeah. Consensual maybe. touch. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's Mario touch. Wait, by the um, way, can you like determine how hard you want to be touched by the Apple? <laughs> I don't Apple think watch, so. Or is it, like, they don't call it force touch for a re- like, or they call it force touch for a reason, right? Like you can't uh, control that stuff. No, I meant like for notifications from the Apple watch. Like what if you have really thick skin or you have a lot of arm hair and you can't uh, feel the gentle touch? I don't think so, but I don't know. Just something to think about. I want to know how hard you guys are being touched. Okay. <laughs> so, Nintendo's going to be making mobile games? They're, well, they're not making them, right? It's DNA that's going to be making them. Yeah, but I think people were thinking that, you know, Nintendo was going to, um, like, release maybe a controller peripheral and then its backlog of, you know, all the old NES, NES games, um, Game Boy games, and cash in on that. But that doesn't seem like that's the route they're going to be taking. It looks like they're going to be making like touch first experiences. And so I think people are now worried that they're going to go like total mobile game and maybe go like free to play, but um, do like a lot of like in-app transactions. 99 cents for the fireball. Um, yeah. So uh, there was, you know, they've been experimenting with that on the 3DS. And so I've been playing Pokemon Shuffle right now. Sure. Um, and that's like, it's like a puzzle game. 
but it's it's free to play but you can only you only get like five lives and those lives it's like a very typical uh like a mobile like game in-app purchase kind of game right. yeah because yeah. you have five lives uh which like they refresh every 30 minutes and then you can use jewels to buy more lives and you can buy jewels for like with actual currency um so that game was kind of panned there was like a another game that they released called rusty's real deal baseball which was also free to play but then to unlock games um you could kind of like bargain with the guy with rusty and then you could like get him to like lower the price of the game that you actually pay he sounds like tom nook wait really you can you can lower the price of the in-app purchase yeah up to a point you couldn't get it like free but there was like a there was like a floor that you could negotiate so, like, that was a more Nintendo-y way that people thought, like, oh, that's a really cool way of doing things. Well, but, but like, is it pretty easy to do, or can you screw it up? And they're like, no, like, you know. No, yeah, you can't really screw it up. Oh, okay. So, so, if you want to put in the extra work, you can actually lower the price a little bit. But if you don't want to put in the extra work, then you can't. Then you can just buy it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, you can pay, like, the regular. It wasn't, you know, that much. It was maybe, like, a few bucks. But right, still, right. you know, it was kind of a cool thing to do. So, um I mean, it looks like Nintendo won't be developing these. DNA will, and they'll be using Nintendo IP. So they'll be using like Mario and Link and, you know, everyone that you know. So, I mean, what do you guys think as not as big Nintendo fans? Um, It makes me a little sad, you know, because that whole thing about gaming now is that so much money is in mobile. And and sometimes it feels like they're jumping the shark, you know, in that way. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the next step. We're just going to have to do it and hopefully it'll work. And it makes you, and it makes me a little sad. I mean, it does make me sad, but it's just, it's just so large a market to just ignore. Um, I'm glad that they're not just being stubborn and just saying, you know, we're going to just, you know, do our own thing with consoles. I think it is telling that on the same day they announced this, they, they did announce their new, um, home console, the NX, um, just to like reassure people that they're not going they out still... of the hardware business. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's so many mobile games that go huge and their companies kind of, like, invest, you know, I feel like that, like... Like Zynga? Like, yeah, game, mobile games get so popular and then they just drop off. Or even, like, Rovia, right? Angry Birds is kind of, like, nowhere now, right? Yeah. Right. Or, like, draw something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, like, Words with Friends. But don't you think even that, like... Candy Crush is kind of, like, they, it's kind of, like, over... But don't you think that Nintendo's kind of being stubborn, though? I know you said, like, you're glad they're not being stubborn by embracing mobile. But, like, I mean, I feel like there's such an opportunity there for them to actually sell their, their legit games on mobile, right? Their back catalog, any new games, like real gaming experiences. But, like, what they're doing instead is they're saying, oh, we're going to just build a new console for home and... You know, we're going to try to leverage mobile to kind of make these like new experiences to kind of push people to that console. But Nintendo's mm-hmm. never really, I mean, other than the Wii, the original Wii, like it's just a tough sell for the reasons you explained to get people to buy like a, a Nintendo console just to play these games, right? Like, wouldn't it be so much easier to just make these games on iOS or, you know, other platforms and then just make a ton of money off the high quality of the games and not be limited by the user install base of the console. Yeah, I don't know. But I think, you know, a key part of the Nintendo experience is, you know, owning, like, you know, their, right. their no, I mean, like Apple, right? Right, right. No, I agree. And especially if they had, like, they were the first ones to do, like, the Z-axis with the N64 controller. And so, like, if they wanted to make that type of game, they couldn't make that game on, like, a PlayStation or 
you know, whatever, right? Like a Genesis or something like that. Because yeah, I mean, they brought like Rumble, they brought like Motion, right, right, they right. Brought, That's like, true. So I just think that you know, I mean, I think they, the way I see it is kind of like um, you guys remember when like Porsche released like the their SUV, like the the Cayenne. Yep. Yeah. And like all the all like the diehards are like, what are you guys doing? You're bastardizing this brand. But like you know, they they sell so many of them, and it helps drive. Um, like the development of like the real cars that people want to drive, you know? And so I kind of see it that way. It's kind of like you, they have to, I, I, I agree that maybe like they, the, they're supplying a demand without losing sight of the original. Yeah, exactly. Like and I think that maybe it's, uh, you're right. Maybe for mobile users, they're not going to get like the optimum experience, but I think maybe it's like the Steve Jobs releasing iTunes for Windows, like giving them a a taste of cold water in hell or something. Is that what he said? Something like that. Do you think that the games are actually going to be good on mobile or are they going to be like these gimmicky, like, you know, I don't know, not real games, right? Like, are they going to be like high quality, fun games to play or are they going to be like these little gimmicky, like in that purchase game just to like get people familiar with the IP so that they will then go out and buy the console for the real experiences? You know, I think the games will stand alone as good games, but I'm sure that they will link. Like this uh, this Pokemon Shuffle game would be like a great example of, you know, not like the concept of all the in-app purchases, but I mean like it makes you like know who all the Pokemon are, <laughs> you know? and the, It makes you want to catch them all? It does. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you become familiar with like their types and like even if you don't know like how to battle one against the weaknesses, it just has like an optimized button where, you know, you can put it'll put like the strongest Pokemon against like whatever you're battling. So you kind of like learn even though you're not that experienced with it. Um, so I think it'll be a little both. I don't think there'll be bad game experiences. I'm sure, you know, Nintendo will release like a quality game. I just don't think it will be. But like, like super high quality, like these are like must play really good games or like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't suggest that they're going to be bad games, but like, are they going to just be like, eh, this is like a normal freemium Nintendo game, right? Or is it going to be like, a, oh, the new game is coming out, like everyone needs to get it, and it's going to like, you know, sell like gangbusters? I mean, regardless of, I think I think it'll sell like gangbusters, even if it's like a whatever game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what they said is they want to make like quick to play experiences, right? Like they're going to make an experience that goes along with like the, the type of device that you're using. So it probably won't be like crazy, like story-driven, you know, long, it'll be thing, it'll be something that you can pick up and play and then put down again because you have to go and then pick it up again. That's, that's kind of like the vibe that I got. But I mean, I'm sure you can make good games like that, but they may not be like, you know, epic stories. Anyway, I'm really excited about what Nintendo is going to do. I hope it's good. Um, but I guess, uh, when are they, when did they say they're releasing their first mobile game? Is it sometime this year? I think this year. And then they were had news on the new console next year. Yeah, so I mean, we won't have to wait very long. Yeah, that's apparently true. you can take. They're taking pre-orders for the new console already. Oh yeah, I saw that. Like EB hey, really? Australia. <laughs> Don't do it, guys. Don't pre-order it. <laughs> At least it's not on Kickstarter. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. All right, so we're gonna wrap up with the Pixels trailer from Sony, um, which looks looks like every video game person's wet dream with Adam Sandler. Does anyone want to describe the trailer? Uh, did you guys all watch it? Yep. Um, it's like a disaster movie, right? Right. Like the the premise of it is that like 
we uh, sent out like a time capsule to space to contact other uh, aliens or other life forms. And we included parts of our culture, so like Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, things like that. And the aliens misconstrued this message and they actually, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that they explain in the trailer, but uh, like digital versions of Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and video games come to Earth and they actually try to like destroy it, kind of like Independence Day, maybe? Yeah, but with like lots of humor. And, you know, nostalgia. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, well, first I saw Adam Sandler's face, and the first thing I thought about was the Sony hack and how all the employees were complaining about Adam Sandler movies that they were making. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is not a good sign. Um, and then <laughs> I watched the rest of the trailer, and I realized I would not not want to watch it. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Right. I don't know. I don't understand why if they if they saw Pac-Man and was like this is this is war, like why would they make a Pac-Man in response to attack us? Because that they would see Pac-Man as their enemy, so wouldn't they just <laughs> use their own weapons to destroy us? I guess I don't understand that. Yeah, like, like we're going to make the same thing that you sent us. Yeah, like someone shows me a picture of a bomb and it's just, and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're going to bomb me i'm gonna make the same exact bomb well you would make another bomb right but i would be like no i'm gonna make a better bomb or i'll be like i already have my other bombs here i'm gonna just bomb you with that like why would i recreate your bomb i mean there, <laughs> there's so much <laughs> there's so much wrong with this trailer that like I, that wasn't the thing that stuck out to me <laughs> but, but um, <laughs> like it just looks so bad i don't know i have zero interest in watching this it's like an Adam Sandler movie. I'm surprised that it didn't take place in some like tropical locale. Because like, isn't that what he said? He just like makes movies to like, <laughs> oh, yeah. have like mini vacations with his friends. Yeah. That said, I did watch him, his last movie with Drew Barrymore when I was alone in the house, and like it did make me laugh a couple times. Blended. Yeah. <laughs> like there are parts I actually was so ashamed I actually laughed at some of the jokes, and I was like, <laughs> someone should send me a bomb. Please don't. <laughs> but this is this actually was um I don't know if you guys saw but like there was actually a short film that's uh, about two and a half minutes long from 2010 uh, called Pixels, and so I guess he must have bought the rights because it's it's literally the same exact thing. It's basically I think New York City, and yeah. um, digital like Pac Man and Donkey Kong come and just kind of destroy the city. Um, right. And that video was actually much better than this trailer. So we'll post a link to that one. And what, to like fight the big Pac-Man, you're going to like make four Mini Coopers in the colors of ghosts? Yeah. Sponsored yeah. by Mini. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was like the Italian job. Yeah. Which was still yeah. really cool. It's really dumb. That's oh, the Itali- Italian job was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, yeah, the- I don't know what they're doing with this movie. And why is it called Pixels? Like, because it makes you just think about like pixels and not so much video games because this doesn't it like destroy everything into pixels oh. yeah it's like, and like pixel art is like a thing right where like you In kind of like 8-bit eyes no no no. i'm just saying like like you make uh things into like 8-bit style and that's like popular these days or i don't know if it's still popular but at one point it was popular. it's like my jake gyllenhaal movie called source code and everyone's like and i'm like oh you right click to see the source code and it's like no he has to save the world I'm like, but why would you call it source code? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah. I saw that. I'm going to call this HTML tag. <laughs> CSS3. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, but but actually, I'm I'm kind of like sad because like Wreck It Ralph came out a couple years ago, and I thought that was actually pretty good. I was gonna ask you guys if you preferred that as a video game movie than what Pixels looks like. Yes. Pixels look like. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph was pretty cute. It was good. Um, this one looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I saw enough with a trailer. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. So two, three thumbs down. <laughs> That's our new thing, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think that's it. We're just going to end on a negative note. Yep. Three thumbs down. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, wait, Jason, you put up a support page. Oh, yeah, yeah. We set up a support page on the website for the podcast.com. Um, if you go to the top, there's a support link. And that's basically just like an Amazon search bar. But if you search for stuff there and then you buy something on Amazon, uh, we'll get a little bit of a, of a kickback. Um, so that's probably the easiest way you can support us unless you want to just send us money, in which case you can send it to my email address, which is jason <laughs> at forthepodcast.com. Um, hey, I want an email address. Uh, oh, yeah. We don't have the money for that. Oh, yeah. oh wait, So how am I going to email Jason my money? Oh, you already have an email address. From, oh. Yeah. I accept any forms of payment. <laughs> okay. But yeah, get uh, if you support us through Amazon, then Moy can have her own at forthepodcast.com email address. Cool. We are 0% of the way there. <laughs> we'll let you know next week. 0% funded. Should, <laughs> yeah. yeah, should we have a Kickstarter for this? Yeah, what do you want to give as a prize? Um, one thumb up. <laughs> Only one? <laughs> Yeah. Cause Does I that mean there's oh, two thumbs down or... Uh... Well, there's three thumbs down, but if it's just me, it would just get one thumb. Uh, oh, oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to rate us on iTunes, that would be great. Uh, or leave a review. That would be amazing. Um, or you can follow us on Twitter at ForThePodcast.com. Oh, wait. At ForThePodcast. <laughs> Sorry. That's not how Twitter works. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is why Mike does this all the time and not me. But yeah, there you go. All right, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>